What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Humble Threads Podcast. This is Season 3, Low-Key Royale. We are a bi-weekly podcast that feels like a cozy chat with good friends talking about life and sharing relatable stories. I am Michael Hart, a.k.a. Claw 7 Striker. Yes, sir. And I am David Graves, a.k.a. 3Unit6, a.k.a. King Graves, if you know me in the community, y'all. All right, David. Let's get humble. What's going on in the world of games? Guys, man, special week, special week. I I can't tell you the last time I've felt this excited for a game. Um, I think this this excited with the community or uh, like people in general, probably Halo 3. Um, I don't don't know where Mike was at this point in time or, you know, what was going on. Uh, We do have different. We have a little bit of age gap, but I remember being in middle school. Um, my middle school put had like a Halo, Halo Master Chief cardboard cutout um, in one of our classrooms. Like we were just going in. It was on the morning announcements. Uh, this was when I was so hype. I used to buy the game strategy guides before the game came out just to read and get excited. I'm getting chills just thinking about it on how excited I was. But leading up to what I'm talking about, about what I'm excited about and what Mike is excited about, we got snap shot. Six from Midnight Society. The game is dead drop. It is amazing. That's all I gotta say. Mike, how, how excited were you leading up to this? Were you like a child on Christmas? I know you were with us on five. So, you know, Mike got the tower key. He was in here with us. Absolutely. Yeah, it took me a while to get into uh to dead drop. Um I know David's been in from the beginning as a founder. Uh and so I saw him play through the first couple snapshots. It looked kind of cool. Um, and then he went down to uh what, Texas uh to uh experience the snapshot 5 release and when he came back you know they not they announced that they were going to have these things called tower keys which was like another opportunity to get in uh, for a limited time uh and i was like you know what the game looks pretty fun uh let's let's do it let's take a chance on a game let's take a chance on a game that's still in pre-alpha like Mm -hmm. it is nowhere near completed there's a lot of hate kind of being um piled on the game from some areas because it's like oh it's a it's an unfinished game. It's trash, like etc. But no, 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 no. I've said it from the beginning, and I've said it from the, I've said it from the day one. The reason why I bought that tower key to play Dead Drop was because I recognize that a game doesn't have to look good to be good, as long as the gameplay itself, the core gameplay, was exciting, interesting, and new. Boy, howdy, it's going to be a good game. So yeah, I bought that tower key. So yeah, we played uh, Snapshot Five, which is which was I think the first like like most completed snapshot that we had played so far, or that David had played yeah. so far. The yeah. game looked yeah. good, things were functioning, etc. Um, and we played a bunch of that, but of course, because um, you know, and David played a lot throughout that whole. You could call it almost like a season, right? Because it was almost three months between the two, uh, three or six, or I don't know. It was a long time between the two snaps. Three between uh, five and six, yeah, three months. I think maybe three or four. Right. So it kind of it felt like an early season, if you will, right? It was everyone was playing the same map, doing the same thing, collecting the same items. But there was that. That was just it, right? And the and the mm-hmm. community started this thing called uh, uh, Friday Night Dead Drop, right, or Friday Night Dead, or whatever where people were specifically playing the game on Friday nights just to get really large lobbies and have it be more exciting. And then, of course, the Discord, the Midnight Society Discord, has absolutely exploded since the Tower Keys got added. So there's been so many more players, because originally I think they said that 40,000 people, like, like submitted to try to get tower uh the founder keys and only ten thousand were selected 
maybe it was more than that, but like uh, the fact that like literally all of our buds got to, uh, got founders passes was pretty wild. David got one. Uh, Kevin got one. Billy got one. Um, yeah, I mean, like, let's just talk about that really quick because I, I I almost didn't get it. Yeah, I almost didn't get it, guys. Um, I, we've talked about this on the podcast. If you're new coming in, if you're part of the uh, the community, welcome. Um, we do this every other week. We have past episodes you can hear about, but your boy was struggling financially for sure around this time. It was fifty dollars for the uh, the NFT, and I was like, man, do, do I do it? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, like the whole NFT thing was going crazy. Uh, I was interested in it, but at the same time, like, I I needed that fifty for something, gas or whatever I had to do. I don't know what I did to make up that fifty, but um, Kev said, Dave, like it's a once in a lifetime chance. Like that money's gonna come and go. Like live your life, get get the NFT. So I was like, all right, you were, you're right, you're right. So we got the NFT. We we got chosen, me, Billy, and Kev, which was crazy. Um, Kev didn't get his originally, and they realized they didn't send him one, and then they resent him one, and he got a better one. Still crazy to think about. But, um, yeah, man, that that's how we got it. I just wanted to chime in on that one because it was crazy. If I didn't get it, I probably would be a claw, and I'd be very upset. That's all I got to say. That's it. I, I mean, that's what I am, so I'm considered a claw, right? Um, I'm... I'm the next generation of players, not a founder. I'm a claw. Um, and those were brought in through those tower keys and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, so when, so I definitely fell off the dead drop bus um, at some point. Like uh, I was playing a ton. I stacked out my inventory. I had, I had a bunch of comic books, obelisks, etc. cetera. Um, I had a lot of paint cans for my car, but I realized that this is a pre-alpha game, right? Like I like yes I can get good at this game and like as at the mechanics but I I I I've played enough of it at the time that I was content walking away and going to play other things knowing that there's so much work being going going into this there's still so much development happening it's only going to get better let's like let's hunker down on that excitement and really just like be okay with how much fun I had playing De- Dead Drop Snapshot Five knowing that when snapshot six would drop it would be bigger better more exciting and without fail midnight society absolutely came through working you know obviously doc leading the charge uh mr dr disrespect um i knew it was going to continue in an upward upward trajectory um oh yeah for sure for sure i like uh especially during snapshot five that was the biggest like reveal when me and Kev were there. Uh, it was a surprise to us because we didn't see anything. Um, if you guys didn't hear that story, be sure to go back and listen to our Texas event uh, episode where we were talking about that. But you know, me and Kev got to meet Rob. We got to meet Quinn. We got to meet Doc. We got to meet Lupo. We got to meet all those guys. But um, before the event, the only people we got to meet was Rob and Doc. And Rob was giving us a little like, you know, there's going to be PC setup. There's going to be this. And I'm like, I've never been to you know, a big con. I've never been to a gaming event, like, you know, a sporting gaming event. I've never been there. So when we got into the building and seeing what they had set up, originally I thought they had like uh, 3D printed guns and stuff set up, like models. I thought it was going to be like a museum type thing, but no, they had the PC set up. We could play it. We were in cold storage. And that right there told me enough that they care about this game and they care about us foremost because it, they over-deliver. They always over-deliver. Like, you would think, all right, we're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. I didn't think we were going to get half the stuff we got in this snapshot, but we did. Like, it's it's uh, a, 
a fully fleshed out like light Tarkov, if you will, is what I like to call it. But it gives us something to keep coming back and playing. Um, and we're going to dive into a lot of that stuff right now. Um, we're not just going to keep rambling and throwing stuff out of there. We got we got our list. We're going to go in order. But um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Tuesday, July 11th, the live stream. That live stream was crazy. Uh, it was on YouTube. We can dive into this a little bit. It was on YouTube kick. Um, I think they put some stuff on Twitter and I believe some stuff on Instagram. They, they missed out on Twitch. They did not want to put it on Twitch. Uh, I think they're finally on board. They got their audiences saying, you know, Doc's not allowed on Twitch. So guess what? We're not going to be allowed on Twitch. Um, they had their, uh, I, I know Mike was probably watching as well, but they had their, I think it's their announcers tables, what they're going to be making it for events now. Yeah. Which looked really cool. Um, they got like the helmets on and everything. It was Quinn. Um, and I forget the other uh, lady's name who was uh, an announcer. She's a well-known announcer in the esports community. Uh, she's really cool. But man, what a showcase. Like seeing that, uh, I, I was very surprised that we were even getting that. Because I think last time we just got a lot of talking and you know just showcasing a lot of different things but what did you think of the live stream as a whole mike and then we're going to dive into it piece by piece here so yeah i watched the live stream via doc's live stream himself so i was watching him kind of provide commentary on top of anything that they were saying there were a few points in the live stream that doc was just like muting or talking over um but he was providing i guess like a deeper level of context which i thought was really cool um because obviously he wasn't a part of the press release that they uh, this live stream that they're doing so um but being who he is and having the having the insight on the game obviously um yeah i i thought it was really well done uh it felt good like i liked the like when you know they the the two hosts would throw it over to one of the devs to talk specifically about an item that right. felt like what you get from like a much like a like a very well polished game. Like I've right, watched right. the uh, like the dev chats when they with like Bungie when they release new content for Destiny. They do these <laughs> these big high production vi like videos and do a lot of these commentaries, and it just felt like that is the trajectory of where they're going. Obviously, they're still so small in the grand scheme of uh, of the world, but they are doing so well, and they've created this environment where they can. Uh, not only do that like virtual like uh, host desk type scenario that they were obviously mm -hmm. doing, but to be able to then cut away to actually have these like um, solo uh, kind of confessionals, if you will, with with these devs, I thought was really, really clean. Um, yeah, uh, had a great time. And of course, Doc is, is an absolute riot to watch. So yeah. he had plenty of, uh, you know, uh, quips and one liners that he was throwing in there left and right. Which is definitely hilarious. Um, and I brought this up before from, from some news that I saw. Um, I, I think this is still actual factual news, uh, if you will. That's that's the term we're going to use for Humble Threads. Actual factual. I, I think I can cite this sort, source. But um, Rob's wife works for uh, Bungie. And she's working on Marathon, which is their like extraction uh, shooter. From what, from what I heard uh, from Mayor Reynolds is, is what I heard. But I said, how crazy is that to have like, you know, two game developers in a house especially you know i'm working on this and we kind of came out with this and it's like oh well we're working on this um definitely pretty fun and definitely really exciting for them but yeah man the live stream was great um the next thing we're, gonna, we're just going to dive in on a little bit if you guys checked it out if you didn't check it out midnight protocol if you haven't seen it it was my short film i was working on for a while um I, you know i showed mike some stuff here and there uh you know creative process is always interesting i made it 
I, I did a little bit here and there. I got halfway and I showed Mike and I said, you know, I'm going to take a couple weeks off or a couple days off um, and then I'm going to come back. But I realized as soon as the news snapshot was coming out, I was like, yeah, I'm getting more exciting. I'm getting I'm more excited. I'm getting more ideas, seeing stuff that they put out. Um, it definitely helped me launch some ideas for mine. Um, before I dive into any part of that, Mike, if you want to touch in on, touch in on it, I know Mike uh, watched it. Uh, a lot of people got to go see it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so I didn't I didn't have an, a complete idea of what to expect. I know that David's been building this like 3D model of a cortex, which if, for those who don't know in the game, every player has a cortex. And, the, and usually like the first time they play in so many hours or something, they'll drop their cortex, which is kind of like their tag. Um and so that you can like keep you can you know you can collect them all if you will you know i i took out so and so or whatever i have their tag um but so david's been building this like 3d model of a tag um because we have some other ideas that, that that might come come forward with that at some point but i didn't know that he was going to include that um at least that that draft of it um in this video to sell like part of the story and then obviously using some amazing uh graphics um, and then the overall voiceover that's on top of it, it f it feels like it fits is I guess the best way to talk about it. Like as far as anything that's come out with the lore, like I'm, I'm sure David, you've seen like the lore books that they've put out, mm -hmm. kind of showing mm -hmm. the uh, the art and design of a lot of this stuff. The video you made, I felt like it fit inside that lore. Like it could have, like they, like I feel like Midnight Society could release something like that, and. It, it would just work um and so like i love that you like touched on the cleaners which is our which are new npc uh enemies in the in the world um and i just thought that was like a really unique take to see kind of like that question like what it's gonna be like what, what are we gonna do like how is it gonna be um mm -hmm. yeah man like walk us through like what your creative like process and like the mm -hmm. flow of the narrative that the, that the story tells and obviously, if you haven't seen it, like absolutely go hit uh, Kingraves uh, Gaming up on uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, it'll be there. Um, give it a give it a watch. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I will say I appreciate the kind words, Mike. Thank you, sir. Um, but uh, I also want to give a shout out to Mayor Reynolds and um, Joker. They they made some short films uh, before me. Um, Mayor's doing a live action one, which is very interesting. I've I've, I've thought about making a live action one, but. There's just not like I, I, I probably couldn't find the scenery for it that I, I would like to do, uh, especially with I would have to do a green screen one. Um, and with that, you got to get, you know, a lot of stuff signed by, you know, uh, buildings, places. I've, I've watched a lot of directors stuff like Isma Hawk. Uh, if you guys don't know who they are, they made like a live action Robin series on YouTube, which is pretty cool. But a lot of that stuff, you got to get stuff signed and then you got to put like green screens on like where the outside is so you can put other stuff in there and i said you know we got three months let's do a little short thing let's do this but for me um it all started with making the cortex like mike said i made it for the dead drop event i made a business card which i have one right here folded up but i got like business cards made uh for the snapshot five event i was able to give it to rob and uh quinn and the dev team i gave it to most of the dev team so they have it um, you know, who knows? They might still have eyes on me. I have no idea. But I said, all right, let's push this a little further. Let's let's dive into um, making making a 3D model. And I was like, man, this is this is going to be rough. Uh, I used Blender and I kind of just used my own ratio and everything else like that. Outside of that, I said, let's 
let's expand on it. I don't have time to do a live action. I don't have time to get actors. I don't have time to get voiceovers from people. And let's just make it easy. So, you know, long story short, I was like, all right, let's make the 3D model. And outside of that, I started thinking of an idea. So I said, let's think about it. Someone's sitting at a computer, old school computer. They're typing it in. Uh, they got this floppy disk, which is in the game. They put it in there. It, you know, it says insert disk it. You put it in. You type in all this other stuff, password. Uh, there's some stuff passing through, um, you know, some numbers and everything else like that. Then you get a quick flash, which I don't know if anyone noticed it. Probably not. But if you want to go back, there was an Easter egg in there where I made the symbols that are in the dead drop uh, snapshot guide. The symbols say variant when they're flashing across the screen. So I made that happen really quick. And I was like, well, let's think about it. You got to learn what a cortex is. So let's think about, you know, how you would probably learn about that. Maybe you upload a disk. You're going through a briefing. We're seeing what's going on. And then I was thinking to myself, what if someone hacked the disk and, you know, has a, a on, you know, an anonymous message in there um, and it's the cleaners. And maybe it's only on that disk for that person who was on the computer. We won't know. Maybe I'm going to dive deeper into that as well. Um, and then I said, all right, well, we got the AI voice. I made an AI say that stuff. But I said, let's do the voiceover. Uh, me and Mike have always talked about, man, you know, being a voiceover artist would probably be really cool to do a lot of different things and seeing your character on screen. Um so I said, let me get into character. Me to get into character, I watched the episode of Teen Wolf, which uh, I forget which one it was, but it was uh, with the Kanima episode in it. This kid got bullied at school, and then he got the Kanima to like kill a bunch of people, whatever. His monologue, he, the guy actually directs on he's a really cool guy, and he follows me on Twitter. But uh, his monologue was really good. So I said, let me touch on that monologue and get in there. So I did that. And then it's like it goes back to the cortex, and like nothing happened. And you're like, what? And then at the end, it says, you know, uh, you know, destroying Discate or whatever it might be. I forget what it says. And then that's the end of the video. So it's like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, he got his Discat hacked. The cleaners are coming. You know, is he going to tell anyone? Is something going to happen? What What is it about? But uh, originally, I always have my plans are always at the grand scheme of things are massive. And then I have to shrink them down because I need to know what I'm capable of and what I, you know, what the funds I have for everything. I think it would be amazing to get a GoFundMe kind of like Mayor or if me and Mayor can team up and make a uh, full length, uh, you know, short video, short movie or, or figure out something with that, um, which would be fun. Good thing about UE5. We got a lot of stuff in there. We could do some stuff with that. I don't know. But, you know, next thing I just wanted to say was like shout out to William Morris. That man made like six tapes uh, and that music is fire. Uh, you know, Midnight Society, I don't know. I know you guys have a music guy, but I think you need to hire him as well. And maybe they can collaborate with each other. But I listened to that music probably all day Tuesday before the event because it got me hype and it felt like it belongs in the game. Like if I was to pull up that stuff, I'd be like, oh, this is a sound bit from the game for sure. Um, so shout out to him. He's been very vocal on Twitter. He's reached out to me and he said, you know, I appreciate you for putting the music in. Uh, your video and, and some other stuff like that. So uh, big shout out to him. I appreciate him and the com him coming into the community and putting that stuff out there. So I hope he makes more music and he continues to make music for us and uh, hopefully he gets realized. Also, they put it at the beginning of the stream for the countdown. Uh, I don't know if anybody noticed that, but he made it to the live stream, which was crazy. So it was really cool. But the music, that music slamming. If you guys haven't heard it, um, if Mike's heard it, I don't know. It's very, very good. I, um, I think it's just so cool that he made music for the community that that you could use wherever you wanted it, right? Like it's non really yeah. copyrighted music. So like 
like he believed in it so strongly that like the community was like yeah like absolutely let's 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 find ways to make this fit into the lore and i think just because the game is in uh pre-alpha still um i think you are already like your video right is already part of the lore because because everything that is being made by exterior creators and we'll talk about this creator thing in a minute the, the fact that they are allowing the community to engage with the subject matter in a creative uh, area that is allowing them to have the community to have their own license to kind of make new cool stuff that fits the lore and the, and the aesthetic of the game. Everything right. that's being created right now is going to be considered in the lore. Like, I right. think it's incredible. So, yes, I want more of it. Uh, uh, shout out to William Morris again. Uh, your music is excellent um and david to I need, I need, as well like, i need eight more tapes i don't i need eight i need like i need eight or or at least 20 more tapes because then i can make a whole playlist and play that on stream while i'm getting ready for like i don't know like this dead drop friday like maybe i make my own overlay and it's like dead drop friday and it has it in there but call it the man, cortex william. collection oh man william if you want to collab listen i i'm a graphic designer like i said i got some stuff man i got some stuff um hell yeah but uh, I'm just going to touch on this one and then I'm going to throw it to Mike after that. But something that shocked me, like blew my socks off, if you will. They've been talking about this and, you know, Fortnite already has their build your stuff and own maps and everything, which is cool. But it's it's still very Fortnite-esque. Um, style Fortnite is great for everybody. Um, you know, it's it's great for all ages. They, they tackle the market. Sometimes building in that, I'm like, I feel still, it still feels too, you know, Fortnite-y. But... They said, yo, we're going to have a creative mode in Dead Drop, and you can sign up today for early access to the beta. Um, and like me and Mike were just talking about, I made the Cortex in Blender, and you know, I could easily port it into Unreal Engine and maybe make some stuff. And what the, the cool part about that is with the creator mode, they have everything from the game in there, so we can edit it, we can do whatever. Um, another person I want to shout out, we're going to have to put some shout outs in the show notes or on, on the Twitter, but uh, OMA Monster. Talk about grind and hustle. This guy has made gun skins, helmet skins, like whatever. Like he was making skins just nonstop. I don't, I don't know what he did on Photoshop as far as if he, he I'm pretty sure he grabbed the gr- guns. I don't know if he skinned them and then put like a clipping mask on them to be able to put new designs on them and everything. But he would either have one like twice a week, three times a week and keep tagging the devs. Um, Rob shouted him out a lot. Uh, and he was like, you know, I'm showing and Rob was saying, like, I'm showing our shareholders. I'm showing the people like this is what the community can do. This is exactly what we want to do with this. So who knows? Probably probably spiked him up a big bump with, with money. But they showed his guns in the beginning as a display uh, for things ever to come. So, you know, we saw uh, the vendor, which we'll touch on pretty soon. We saw somebody messing with him. We saw the revolver, someone very uh, 3D model s kind of stripped. Uh, there was no designs on or anything, something with that. And like I said, his his guns, and I think it would be amazing because you never know what you can do if we can make our own gun skins, if we can make stuff. Uh, you never know who who this might reach out to. It could change lives, um, especially with certain things like that. I'm diving fully into it. Every night, I'll probably be on it, uh, launching stuff and everything. Because I would love to create gun skins. And I've, my dream has always been to be in the gaming um, world and working in the gaming world and doing what I love. But that's just unreal um not no pun intended but Fortnite did it but to see it done on this type of level think of like halo forge times 30 which is crazy 
But yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But Mike, what do you think about the creative mode? Do you think you'll hop in? I know Mike has. People don't know this, but Mike kind of has an art background. Okay, Mike has the art background. You know what I mean? So Mike could hop in there and do something crazy. I don't know. I do have an art degree, so there it is. Um, for what it's worth. But no, I honestly, I don't think I would um, jump into the creator mode myself. Um, I just don't want it that bad. Like I, I, yeah. I recognize that there are other people out there that will, will absolutely be able to make better games than me. Not that I might, I might have good ideas and like, yeah, I think, you'll be with me. I think, yeah. Like I think I'll be working with David and I think I'll, and like if he might be like, yo, Mike, what's, what, do you have any ideas right now that could be cool for dead drop? Let's see if we can make it. And then like, and then Dave is just the guy in the chair you know, being the full graphic engineer, making it work um, and then bringing that kind of stuff to fruition. So like, yeah, I think it, at best that would be an idea, man, but not necessarily the executor. Um, but I do think it's rad. Um, I think it's super cool to see any game these days coming out with a creative mode, just being like, you know what? Like we need to admit that we aren't always going to make the best stuff and that the community right. might have some serious talent out there. Let's see what they got. Right. Um, right. so yeah i think creator mode is gonna be super cool looking forward to seeing just kind of what shenanigans come out of it yeah i mean like if, if they can even follow not following the footsteps but kind of piggyback off of what fortnite is doing um it's crazy to think that fortnite right now has a mode where you can build stuff and also if it gets that much revenue they'll pay you so there's a big game right right now if anyone's ever played it it's called only up a uh, guy made only up in fortnite verbatim what the game looks like, like to a T. So a lot of people have been playing it and he's estimated to make like 10 K in a month just from people playing it um, and visiting his world. So not saying money's uh, everything, but you know, what, what if that could happen in dead drop where people are making things, you know, maybe uh, I, I personally think, um, you know, I'll throw it out there cause I don't really care, but I think if you can make your own holiday events, you know what I mean? Like there's always a holiday event. There's always a Halloween event. For different things there's always events for uh different things like destiny destiny has their own halloween event um valentine's day event etc etc so maybe if you could dress your dress the vendors up in certain costumes or whatever they're selling certain things uh, there's there's halloween uh, uh gun skins there's, there's this there's that uh, i think that'd be really cool because i think for those things putting it in the hands of the community would make it 10 times better um because kind of like look at call of duty they put out stuff and it's like eh, like you know their their events are whatever but think about with the ai coming in and it's a halloween event maybe they got like pumpkins on their head or they're ghouls or something and they're not just coming for your bag they're coming for like every i don't know you could make your own lore around it. who knows uh, that's a freebie for you guys but i'll probably do it before you because your boy is quick at it but mike yeah what do we got next man? next up we have the brand new sector the proving grounds uh that we want to chat about a little bit so this time around, instead of just having a single uh, arena space to play Dead Drop, uh, they brought a brand new level to the uh, game called the Proving Grounds, but they put it in as a revolving sector, which honestly I think is genius because oh, it, yeah. it prevents yeah. you from getting too kind of like stale on, on any given map. If it's changing every like 20, 30 minutes, I forget exactly what the timer is. Like you're always going 30. to be kind of like playing in both sectors a couple times before it flips again. So I think that this is something that they're play testing to the extent that eventually there's going to be what seven sectors or something. 
six sectors, a, a handful of sectors, right? Where um, I, I don't think they mentioned which sector number the proving grounds is just yet. Um, because sector yes. three is cold storage, which is where, mm-hmm. where we were in, in uh, Snapshot 5. And cold storage is still back um, in this game now, but it's in that revolving queue. So you get mm-hmm. to play it. You don't get to play it. You get to play the other one. But this new sector, right? Let's talk about the new sector. Um, proving grounds. Obviously, it's still very polygonal. Um, it's not fully fleshed out with the full rendering of all of, 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 the, of how sector three looks, at least at this point. But it still plays a, a really amazing. I think it does two things really, really well. It does close combat fighting really, really well. It it feels good. Uh, it it doesn't feel like there's too many like bad areas um, when you're in the close quarters. It feels fairly fair, I guess. Um, and then there's other areas that are massively open, like big sniper opportunities or DMR with a scope opportunities. Um, DMR with a scope is definitely my preferred uh, way of, of kind of sniping in the game. Um, real snipers, um, they're a little harder to come by. The ammo is harder to come by. They absolutely rip and they do a great shot. I was watching David plank heads um, on, on his stream the other day. Um, oh, ab- absolutely crushing it. Um, but I, you know, I was playing solo. He was playing up in a trio. Not okay. Let's also talk about that real quick. So, let's dive into that. You know, what's it like, David, to like, because obviously, so previously before the snapshot, um, previously before any of this, you you had to only ever load in solo. And then you could, through a proximity chat, get lucky and match up with your friends if you if you happen to load in on the same map. Now it'll let you load in with a team of three or solo team of two, and they don't auto fill with randoms currently. But like David, so like not like talks a little bit about your initial experience going into this map, uh, as well as the initial experience of getting to actually load in definitively with a team. Yeah, I mean, uh, in Snapshot Five, I think it was fun because you know we could team up like me, Mike, and Kevin, Billy could find each other. But it was it it kind of t- if it was fun, but it also kind of took the fun out of the game because it's like we're trying to find each other, but we don't know if that's each other. Um, Especially since like Mike's a claw, he, his we don't have a cortex for him, so we're trying to find him. And it's like, all right, let's you know crouch real quick or jump or something and figure it out. Even with the cortex, like everyone kind of has similar designs, so you never know who's what. So, um, like Mike said earlier, we we played it a lot and we played it a lot, a lot. But after a while, we kind of fell off because it's like oh, it's a hassle to find each other, um, queue at the same time. So a lot of us would either play solo or, or play with each other, but. Um, prior to this snapshot six, which I didn't know, um, when everyone was announcing teams, I thought, you know, it was just in good fun. I was like, Oh, everyone's just announcing teams. Like, Oh, this is the team. Like, this is my team coming in. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna make the team with, with Kevin bill as, uh, um, you know, founders and variants and everything else like that. But I didn't know cause it was on the live stream. Uh, they had teams at the end of the live stream versus each other. Um, and I've said it before, listen, midnight society. Put me in next time. Listen, my team would destroy. I'm telling you right now. I see you. Helmet fire. All them guys. I listen. I stop. Trust me. But um, now it's it's definitely fun. Even even if, you know, even after this, me and Mike are talking about we got the bug right now. I said me and Mike can hop in um, and, and, and play some games, which which is even more fun because not only does it have to be trios, it could be duos. You can go in as solos versus a trio. But from what I heard, 
um, from our friends. It's not too bad when you play solo. I think Kev was playing solo a little bit today, and he was able to hop in, you know, play a couple games. He destroyed a team of three, he said, um, and was able to get out. But I think the biggest thing in gaming, and I've said it before, it could probably be the lamest game. Uh, it could be a stick figure fight or whatever, but as long as you're playing with your friends, it's going to be fun. And that's always the the core heart of gaming. Um, like there are single player games with great stories that are everything like that. But when you go into a multiplayer game and making it the mindset of, all right, we're making this game and then people want to get their friends in, which is why we sold the tower keys, whatever else like that. But when we're playing together and I'm playing with my friends, it's fun. I don't care if it's a pre alpha alpha, like it's still fun to us. It looks amazing. We're having a grand old time when I'm playing with Mike. It's still fun. It's amazing. We're hearing the comms, Mike screaming, I'm screaming, we're laughing, whatever it might be. Um, the core thing of gaming is friends, you know, from couch co-op to online now. Uh, it's amazing, but I'm so happy they put in uh, teams. I listen, Midnight, I thank you so much because I didn't think they were going to do it until maybe Snapshot 8. I didn't think they were going to do it until maybe the release or something, but uh, we got it this early. It, it was a, it was a surprise and definitely a, a treat for me because um, you, you never know. Now I can drag my friends on and say, hey, let's let's play this. Uh, I know we've been playing a lot of Diablo, but now it's like, all right, we're playing a little bit of Diablo. Mike, you want to just hop in for a couple of games of Dead Drop or whatever? So I think it was a W. I think it was a big win for them. But yeah, man. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, so obviously not just the core gameplay changed a little bit. Um, they uh, they completely updated the menu and like the lobby and your stash. They did state that at the end of last uh, snapshot that moving into the snapshot, your stash was going to get wiped. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's an extraction game. It's in pre-alpha. Like obviously when the game launches, you're never going to lose your stuff ever again. Um, but the stuff that like the stuff that we're finding is just to help us continue playing in this alpha and continue play testing it. Um, things have random drop rates and it's kind of it just it's kind of meaningless, right? But it's designed to continue to push new ideas into the game. But obviously, so uh, I think the very first snapshot you were in kind of like a garage uh, and there was like a wall and you'd see your gun on the wall. Um, the second one, I don't remember what the, really the second ones were, but by the time fifth one came out, you were kind of just in a, a space with a car behind you the entire time. There was no other screen. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the, um, yeah, that was your hideout for the first one. It was your hideout. So you could pick up the pistol, right? You grab the pistol and in the beginning of the game, you had your, uh, target range for indoor target range. And then you had your outdoor target range. Um, and you got to see your car, but that was about it. And we haven't seen that since the first snapshot. And that released. stuff was like excessively well rendered. Yeah, like it yeah. looked really good for how fresh of like a of a of an idea the Very game still fresh. was. Yeah, Very it was like, oh my god, why is it so good already? Right. Um, but so yeah, the menus um, have been changed, and so uh, with the addition of the cleaners right coming into the game, which are these new NPC enemies, um, they also have this uh, vendor now. Um, so you, so he's not only, right. He is a cleaner. He's one of, he's one of them. Um, and so now there's this, this store that you can sell items in, buy items in, and you can place tags on items. So if you happen to bring something in that's super kitted and you happen to die and you lose it, you can go back to that vendor and get it back because you tagged it. But yeah, I mean, talk, yeah. What do you, what do you think about this like currency and, uh, like, uh, what do you think like the future of that's kind of going to look like? 
I think it's amazing um, because, like Mike said, when we played five, <laughs> our inventory was like what two thousand. Yeah, you have we so many things. Yeah, uh, and it, it was either thou- two thousand or thousand five hundred. I had like nine hundred items, um, and that and that kind of like slowed us up a little bit because it's, all right, we have the gear and everything, but now it's more or less we're just going into fight because we have so much stuff. Now it's fun because I think you're only allowed to have two hundred, but it gives you something to work towards. Like I got this, I can sell this, get the currency. Uh, go to the vendor, do that, tag my items, uh, whatever it might be. But I think that's an amazing idea. And uh, Doc has also talked about how there's going to be um, more vendors, uh, which they kind of did a sneak peek today about Space Bob. If you guys don't know who Space Bob is, it's a it's a community character that guys that people made. He has like a hoodie that zips all the way the, up to the tip of the hoodie. Or something, but I, I guess he uh, he either sells the space dust or whatever, maybe a drug dealer on something, whatever it might be. Um, but there's also a uh, thing where like maybe he'll pop up, maybe he'll have quests for us. Uh, maybe it's like kill five variants, or maybe like kill seven, um, you know, AI, and and you'll get something. I don't know, but I hope they do. I hope there's I hope definitely halfway... gonna put some like quests or goals or bounties. Yeah, definitely. I'm hoping halfway through this snapshot we get that i'm hoping we get that because if you give me quests and now you have a vendor i probably will always be playing this game um so i think it was a w move for them because if we didn't get that and it was kind of like snapshot five i think people would have fell off a little a little more but no one's falling off now because it's like i can sell stuff i can loot stuff weapon mod chips are in, in in high demand uh comic books can sell for whatever obelisk can sell for like a thousand dust so it, it makes you want to go in, sell some stuff, get some more stuff. You can tag stuff and get kitted up. So um, I think for the next few months, we will see them lobbies full, full, full. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping we see Space Bob soon, but I don't know. That would be know. super cool. So the first thing that I noticed as a big difference for like the guns specifically, um, you know, I was trying to see if any of the guns had different like gun like uh, renders or if, like the model had changed. And the one that I noticed the most was the ranged shotgun. It looked wild when I picked it up. I was like, no way. Like, what is it? Like, I mean, there's already a lot of other shotguns in the game, and some of them are not great. But I remember double barrel, bro. It is that. I mean, that that one's all right, but it just loads slow. Um, The the ranged shotgun, though, you can put a a scope on that and hit people across the map. Like, it is lethal. And the Um, pump. Yeah, absolutely. So the f- when I saw it, I, w- I first got nervous. I was like, oh, no, not another shotgun in this game. But and then I realized what it was and I was like, oh, snap. And I got like three kills with it. Um, it looks nice. I like the way it looks. Um, I think it looks less like clunky than the than like how boxy it used to look when it wasn't like hyper rendered. Right. Um, what about what do, you, what do you think? I think like especially to think about how out of the box that is, like how out of the box is that to put the clip on the side of the shotgun where it comes through like a old like world war two gun or something or world war one gun i think that's really cool um i i've gotten destroyed by that shotgun more times than i can count in the new uh sector but or the new proving ground proving ground too and i'm like bro like i just need to get it at this point you put a like a level five barrel on that bad boy a five grip and like whatever else on there and a mod chip it's melting whoever you're shooting i'm telling you right now so i'm starting to see that's that's kind of the meta in the community also the pump is really good 
um, when you have the pump shotgun and you can aim it, that hip fire for that shotgun, it can go pretty far. Um, I've destroyed some people with that as well. But it hits like a truck. If you can get some fives on that as well, um, you're good to go. That's my biggest thing right now. I'm like, I need to find five, like level five or level like four stuff or whatever. Um, and put, put those on those shotguns because I'm like, man, it needs to happen. But, you know, Mike, if you can remember every gun, um, we're going to do some rankings here, guys. We're going to mm. play a little game. We're going to rank the guns. Would you like to go first? Or do you want me to go first? It's up to you. I, all right. What are we doing? So, like, are we going? All of them. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Like. Oh wait. Hold on. But am, am I am I picking the best right now, or am I just or am I just picking a gun and saying what score it is? Uh. Like, how do you want to do it? Like the one you love to use. That if you get it, you're like, I'm gonna use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, the I, uh, I it, well, I'll hands down, the SMG. The SMG right. rips. Um. Okay. It is. Su- it's such a clutch mid to mid to close range gun. That if you have someone like running up on you, switching over to that, like if I'm rocking a, like a DMR with a scope and I'm hitting and I'm hitting people at distance, but I hear someone running up behind me, switching over to the SMG real quick can melt anybody. You know what? I'll name the guns. You give it a score. All right. So okay. SMG from uh, one to five. What's the score? Uh, it's got to be like a four or a five. Four. Yeah, it's got to be okay. like I don't think it's the best gun in the game only because it it, it does take like a whole clip to wreck somebody. But okay. it, it is just very accurate. Auto pistol. Honestly, like pretty high. Like if we're going one to five, I'm probably going to put it in a three. Like it, okay. it's a it's a really good gun to respawn in as a a sin. It actually can melt people if if you get if you get the bead on on, on the player. I agree. You know, I, sorry, we're going to be making up the rules as we go, guys. Who knows? As every snapshot, we might do this. Five. I'm going to say SMG definitely four, four point five. Like Mike said, yeah. that thing rips if you can get some stuff on there. Grip, uh, red dot, maybe a little bit of a sight. Um, auto pistol. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna give that a four too, man. I've I've ripped apart <laughs> some people with that thing. So I just um, wish it had definitely like a four for that. the auto pistol's legit if you have a clip on it. Like it just it just needs more bullets. Like the standard auto pistol doesn't quite get there, and because it needs that clip to really make it sing, I can't bring it up to a four. I have to stay at three. Okay. The, the the SMG about, without nothing is still a a, a better weapon, hands down. I agree. I definitely run that bad boy if I can get it. Um, how about different from the auto pistol, the uh-huh. burst pistol? If you've used it yet, I know nope, it's like trash. a three round burst. I would yep, I would okay. I would toss it on the ground immediately if I picked it up. <laughs> So I guess that's a zero. A zero one. Not yeah, not even. Like I just won't use it. Yeah, I I won't. I'll give that up. one a one. I, I think I've picked it up once and I thought it was the auto pistol and I was mad. Like I was I was holding that bad boy down and I was like, why isn't it shooting? But it was just like I was like, man, we gotta get it out of here. It's gotta go. All right, okay. Revolver. This like the heavy the heavy pistol. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. honestly, I know it I know it rips um it's it's a, got a really hard aim on it at distance but if you get a scope on it you can really clock people um i've seen uh mayor reynolds shout out mayor reynolds uh do like yeah. full-on games only using a kitted uh revolver and just wrecking heads with it um with sniper on it. i think it has a very high skill gap though like i feel like it it's hard to get with the recoil and be able to play it effectively so mm-hmm. for that reason, like I kind of have to place it a little bit lower. Like it, like it's it's almost it's the best thing you got to like a handheld sniper that is not a sniper. Um, that is a basically a, a light ammo weapon. 
But yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I kind of have to put it in like the threes or the, uh, around probably the threes because it requires skill to really rip with it. Right. I'll, I'll give it a three. Um, I, uh, you know, I, like Mike said, I love sniping. I've loved sniping in every single game. Um, it's, it's different in every game. I need to practice sometimes. Um, but naturally, it's. Cr- I was thinking about this the other day, and we'll we'll get into the sniper. But there's some clips where I look at it, and I'm like, "How did I hit that shot?" But it, it's just you know natural reflex from playing FPS shooters my whole life. But it's crazy. So I I, I when it, with the sniper scope on it, with the sniper scope on it, and that John kitted, I'd give it a four. With it, a base, yeah, I gotta give it a three, maybe three and a half if I'm feeling it that day. I gotta. I I don't even know if I. I just gotta be feeling it. Um. But now we're going to get into the blue weapons, if you guys will. Um, Mike, I'm, I'm going to say the LMG. Have you used the LMG yet? Yes. It's the heavy boy, the big boy. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, I think it's decent. Um, it's. I think I like the SMG better, but I think okay. it, I think the LMG has better distance. So, I like, it, if you can put some, like a scope on it and you know put a better uh, barrel and stock on it, it's actually very formidable um it's still it's still not i don't consider it a long-range weapon though i still would consider it kind of cutting like maxing its potential in like the like the mid to slightly long range um close range it definitely rips but it's got a much uh, a smaller burst pattern i feel like than the smg does so you really do need to be aiming properly when uh if they're too close to you but uh i think i'll put it in the same category as the smg because i i would I will happily use like an LMG and an SMG as my like my set. So like I'm I'm catching that longer distance if I need to, but if someone runs up on me, I can switch to the SMG. So yeah, I'll probably put it as a four because it's it's pretty good out of the gate without needing anything on it. I'm gonna be honest. I might put it at a four point five. Okay, put it at a four point five because now since we introduced teams, yeah, if y'all are stacked. It's a wrap. It melts. It's a whole wrap. Because I'm aiming in and I just let that thing go. I'm literally like I did it yesterday when we were in um one of the proving ground two. They were in the hallway. Let that thing go. Kevin and Billy were just sniping and shooting. I was just letting it go. It was it was hitting and it was good. If you can get a lot of stuff on that, I feel like you can do some serious damage. And like Mike said, the distance is good, uh, but it's not as good as this next gun. So we're gonna get into that. But the AR, Mike. What do you think? Sorry, guys. There is a gnat in here. I got to kill it. Uh, the AR. Um, I honestly don't spend a lot of time playing with it. Um, I don't often find it. And it's. I think I prefer the LMG over the AR. Wow. Uh, um, but it's it's for dumb reasons. It's 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 because I don't play with it that much. I don't I don't find it that often. Um, I know it rips. I know it's a, I know it's a good gun. But I think I like the speed of the LMG over the like the slower, heavier, like hit harder hitting rounds of the of the AR. Um, I feel like I'm more likely to melt somebody with an LMG faster uh, unless I'm really focusing in my shots with the AR. Okay. So uh, what was the score? What was the score you gave it? The AR. I mean, I'll probably still give it. I think it still fits into the four category. Like, it's still a very okay. formidable. It's still very good. Um, I I don't think I'm not. Sure. Yeah, I think I think it, I think it's there. All right. Okay. I'm gonna give it a five. Really? Um, if if you can have that thing, base is still pretty good. I think base. I'll, I'll take that over. If I got a shotgun with me, the SMG with me, or any of that stuff with me, I'll probably still take the AR. 
Um, only because when you have that thing with the the ACOG scope, pretty much is what I call it, um, and it's kind of kitted with the laser and everything, and that person's at a distance, it doesn't move. That thing is like straight on laser. It's hitting its target. It's pretty smooth. It's very accurate. Um, as a base gun, I really enjoy that gun, uh, especially if I can get everything on it, then we're good to go. Even if I don't have everything on it, if I have the ACOG and maybe a barrel or a grip, either one, we're good to go. So I, I got to give that bad boy a five. Uh, but our baby, Mike, here we go. The DMR. Five. Okay. Okay. I it, give that a five. It It, it is a, another, a, a sniper. A, I would consider it like a scout rifle, if anything. Like, it, you can... You can't one-shot people at distance with it, but you could two-shot them. Um, easy. Uh, and so, with or without kit at anything. Um, it's, yes, without a kit, the iron sights are a little rough at distance. Uh, that's the only the drawback. Uh, it's got the a... It's, yeah, and it kicks pretty pretty good, but if you're just like, if you're tracking somebody and you're just picking them off one, uh, one of the, you know, once, twice, um, it rips. Uh and then yeah, don't yeah, as soon as you put a, a scope on it, the ACOG or anything like that, like game over. You're gonna you're gonna hit your shots. Yeah, I mean, I give it a five kitted. Um, without the kit, I'm gonna be real with you guys. I love I love the DMR. I love it. I will go in with the DMR. Without the kit though, I gotta give it a three because that kick is ridiculous. And I feel like, you know, next snapshot, I feel like that sniper needs to have half the kick of what that thing has. Um, because when you snipe it, it, like you don't really get a kick. So it's kind of interesting that they put a kick on the DMR and not the sniper. I think personally, um, I feel like they're probably going to have a recoil on every gun when it comes out, but it's very interesting that they put it on the DMR. I think they, they tried to do that to try and combat people from using that over the sniper, but I don't know. Kitted that bad boy's a five. I'm going in that bad. If I could have a barrel. In a grip, because the grip is what makes it not kick. If I have the grip on it, we're good to go. But if there's nothing on that bad boy, I got to give it a three. I well, see that. I see that. Yeah. Now now to go into the shotguns, I'm going to be real with you guys. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's two two types of shotties, three sh- types of shotties. Um, I don't really use them a lot. Uh, I know we're, we're going to dive into the first one. Let's just, let's just get into it. And then I might ask Mike what the other one is. So I think there's there's... There's a ranged and then there's another one. And I can't remember what the other one is because I don't use it ever. Um, but the first one I'm gonna talk about is the pump. What do you what do you think about the pump shotgun? I don't use it very often. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, in in prox- close proximity, you get the bead on somebody, you pull the trigger, you're probably gonna melt them. Um, but I don't like the, I guess the time between shots. Like it feels too slow for me, so I'm probably gonna put it down as a two. Wow. Okay. Okay. I think I gotta put it at three because if I get if I pick up a pump, I'm gonna use it. I'm definitely gonna use the the pump shoddy for sure. Um, a laser on that bad boy and and it fully kitted definitely could bump it up to you know three point five four. Um, it's just getting used to the hip fire since we're so fresh in the game. It's probably going to take me a while to figure out where the hip fire spray is most efficient. But usually if I can, you know, keep it at head level and use that hip fire spray, hits the head maybe twice, usually two shot kill for, you know, if, if someone's like low armor or medium armor, you're, you're pretty much good to go 
um, especially close range in um, the new proving ground. But you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how it plays out as time goes on. But it, it seems like a lot of people are using shotguns right now. Shotguns are kind of the meta. Um, Mike, what do you what do you think about the ranged shotgun? I'm pretty sure that is the auto shotty. That's the new refined shotgun with the clip on the side. I love it. Um, out of the gate, it's a five. Um, okay. it, it, it's basically a pump shoddy, it's, but it, it's not like it's, it's a, it's a semi-auto shoddy. Um, it's got a, like a barrel on it. So it's just kind of like cranking shots. It can, you can mm-hmm. put a scope on it. You can hit people across the map with it and it's still doing like there doesn't like the one thing that I think will make a massive difference is how much distance results in damage fall off. Because it doesn't seem like any gun has damage fall off at any distance currently. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Interesting. That's your point. That I didn't even think of that. Like, like for example, that's like why the revolver smacks all the way across the map because it's it. There's no damage fall off. It's harder to hit them. Yeah, but it's still packing a massive punch. So right. yeah, uh, out of the gate, uh, without even with anything on it, um, the range shotty is definitely a five for me. I agree. Definitely a five for me. Um, if I see it when we're in the proving ground, grabbing that bad boy, we're in the hallways, I'm smacking you with it. Uh, there is a little bit of a kick to it, of course, because it's an auto shot either should be. But um, I think now that a lot of people have seen what the game is doing, and you just got to be aware of the gun you have, you, you kind of have to do what, you know, just like in Call of Duty, it's to shoot and drag, like just dragging, so that way you make sure you're, you're keeping everything stable and you're not going over the amount of, like, where you're trying to aim at. Um, and then this last shotgun. I don't use this last shotgun. I don't know what it's called. Uh, there's there's the range, and I think there's like a something other shotgun. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the um, double barrel, right? N- no. Uh, there's the double barrel, and there's another one. Oh, it, yeah, I don't it know. It looks like the range. It looks like how the range used to look, but it's different. I don't use it. Yeah, I don't use it either. So I'm going to tell you all right now. One for David and Mike, okay? Yeah, big old one. Yeah, I can't. I'll, maybe I'll remember it later, but I don't know. Um, it's forgettable. The double, yeah, the double barrel, Mike. What do you think? Uh, I don't like it. Um, I know it rips uh, at, at close distance, but I've died so many times, like shooting twice, maybe not getting my full spread on the person, and then having, and then you're stuck reloading. Like the, I I won't ever use it. So yeah, I, that's that's a, that's a big old one for me. That's a one for me, only for the simple fact that we're so. Um, if it was one v ones, maybe because you know maybe it would go to a three because now it's just me and you. But with teams, like Mike said, you got to rely on the reload too much. And once you're shooting at one person, um, which is a strat we use, is you know once you're done shooting, rotate. I come in. I start shooting. So that way we're moving back and forth. Army does this. Everyone does this. You peek back, reload. I pop in, shoot. So that way, you know we're getting we're getting that kill, and you're not just sitting there shooting, and you're out in the open trying to reload, and you're gonna die. So I think the the double barrel, it, it, it probably could be good in that scenario where you shoot them twice, you take down um, their their shields or whatever you're trying to take down, and then the other person comes in and finishes them off. But yeah, that's yeah, it's a one though. It's a one though for me. Um, but our last but not least. The snipey snipe, four. Damn. For this, Very for my, close. and I'll tell you my reason. It, it sure, it's it. It could be the great one of the greatest guns in the game. It, 
it's really hard to use in close range and like mid range is is pushing it if if it's not kitted right if it doesn't have a sight doesn't have a scope doesn't have a laser sight nothing um if it's unkitted and you're just relying on on uh iron sights it's not great like it if you can hit with it fantastic but i find it so much harder to hit unless you've got a scope on it um so because it it's i would and and it's so rare they're not everywhere they're there's only like a handful of them in each map um if that and the 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 ammo for them is so limited um you got to really you know you got to really be careful with your shots on it um i don't know i it's got to be a four for me because i know it rips i've used it i've definitely had tons of kills but i would choose the dmr over the sniper any day kitted i'm gonna give it a five yeah i get it even kitted i would choose a dmr kitted over a sniper any day uh listen i'm gonna give it a five um only because i can't not i have loved sniping in games because the adrenaline rush of it's you versus me and i like having that pressure on of i have the snipe so if i don't hit this shot you're probably gonna kill me and it kind of gives me that edge to say all right well I'm going to make this shot count. So I usually, it's crazy because we were playing the other night and I got a lot of hip fires from that, like no scopes, which was wild. Um, I didn't think I could do that, but uh, I've always been a ranged player uh, up close. I can definitely take a lot of people up close and everything else like that, but ranged, it gives me time to think, it gives me time to uh, shoot. So that way I'm like, all right, bet, load it up, bang, shots, fired. Uh, I got like a lot of crazy clips with that, but I think what one thing they did with this is they made the sniping fun. A lot of sniping has not been fun in games. I think X Defiant has made it pretty fun. X Defiant has some snipers in the game that look really fun. Go back to like Black Ops kind of, um, which I'll be playing that immediately. I can't wait for that game to come out as well for your arena shooter. Why not? But I'll give the sniper a five, definitely a five, guys. So there's our rankings. Um, if you haven't, you know, definitely check them out. Maybe we'll post them on the socials or maybe I'll take a picture and I'll have to remember what we have, but hey man, that's what we got. But moving on to the next stuff, we got some new tech. New tech. Like, so I don't know what the new tech is, man. So there, I, I would say there are three pieces of new tech, um, in a way. Two of them are more tech than others. Um, one, we now have, uh, frag grenades. So previously we only had smoke grenades, um, but now we actually have a damage producing grenade. Um, I still think that the, the way they do grenades in this game is feels it feels a little clunky. Um, doesn't feel as good as maybe throwing a grenade in like Apex Legends or uh, Call of Duty feels, but it it's it's going in the right direction. Uh, the other uh, piece of new tech we have are these like zip line uh, devices. I forget exactly what they're called, um, but uh, either way, it, previously in in uh, Snapshot Five, there were all of these zip lines that you can only only go down on. But in a game where the the game ev- inevitably pushes you upwards, typically, well, specifically in uh, Sector Three, uh, Cold Storage, in the Proving Grounds Two that we're in, there doesn't seem to be like a rising anything. It's just, hey, uh, get out the doors or be the last one standing currently. So they might. Which is kind of to to think about. I'm like thinking about the new proving ground. I'm like, yo, where will the elevator be if if one. Like, or where will we escape out of? 
You know what I mean? I think it's going to be fire. Like when there's foliage on those new levels, on this new level, immediately I think it's going to be fire because it's going to burn up the leaves so you can't climb. Um, and it's going to like limit the places we're going to go. So. Or it could be water. Could could be a slowly filling with water. And if you get could stuck be. stuck in the water, could you be. drown. Um, that could be that. that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, like it would slow you down to run through it or whatever. I agree. Um, but yes, yeah, so we have the we have those two physical items. Uh, the zip line lets you go up the zip lines, of course. In the new in the new healing, yep. Yes, and there's new healing. Um, it's now full healing kit. So rather than twenty points of healing per whatever second, I think it's now up to fifty uh, with that one. So it's that that one makes a big difference. Um, and I, I guess there's also four. Um, the fourth one isn't like an item in the game, but it is uh, the currency, which is the dust which is what you can sell your items to the vendor for and then use that dust coin to then purchase new things or tag your items. So, yeah, I think it's super cool. Um, I like what we've got so far. I have not been able to use the zipline item yet. Um, it's not just like a standard ability you get. You actually have to pick it up and have one to be able to go up. But they seem I've seen them around. They seem fairly common. Um, but... I definitely like that idea, like of being able to zip up a, a, a downward zip line. I think it makes sense. Yeah, um, especially in I think it was either a snapshot two or three. Um, we were able to climb back up the zip lines, um, and I think that's when they and they took it out. And I think that's when they realized, you know, it's too slow, and it is. You're like climbing up the zip line instead of going down it, so it was easy to get sniped off of. Um, definitely a high, more high risk and reward. Uh, than anything which i thought was pretty cool with that too but i we've only used it a handful of times in the new proving ground that's about it and it's really just to move about that space more frequently uh cold storage it doesn't seem like there's a lot of zip lines where that might need to be uh, a thing especially since the zip lines kind of go everywhere i think there's only like two zip lines that go towards the uh elevator so if you get to those that that would definitely help in there but um uh, the other thing i was going to say I, I kind of agree with mike i know it's still in beta but the grenades i think two things on the grenades that i've always liked is um the sound of like when you're throwing an apex or i, I, don't, I can't remember if call of duty had i deleted call of duty off my computer y'all but an apex when you hit somebody with a grenade you hear their shield break like you hear the ting like I, I would i would love that in this game because when i throw a grenade i don't know if it hits you or not like it might um, there are numbers that pop up when we hit people with guns and stuff like that, but I'd love to be able to have the opportunity to be able to hear like a, a crack or, or something to be able to like a, a noise of, of, from the person or something to let me know that it happened. Uh, smoke grenades are still really good. I love the smoke grenades. Um, I don't know. I guess they have to have this in. I don't know if I like the fact that you physically have to throw them, but I'm not mad at it either. Uh, you have to ADS to throw the grenade or it's going to drop right in front of you or the smoke grenade is going to drop right in front of you, which makes sense for the smoke grenade. So I understand why they have it. So that's why I'm kind of in between on it. The games we play, like COD does have a smoke grenade. Uh, it never tosses right in front of you. you got to kind of throw it and it'll go right in front of you. Apex doesn't have a, a smoke grenade. Everything's throwable there and lethal. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if they could change that into a different... Uh, you know, keybind or, or mechanic for that. I have no idea, but that's about it. I think Mike kind of hit the nail on the head with a lot of the stuff that he was talking about. So, but, uh, we're going to dive into, 
day one games, y'all. Day one games were uh were were elite. I think even for Snapshot Five in this, um, it was very very fun. Uh, Snapshot Five was fun because Mike. I, I didn't know they were releasing the keys, but I texted Mike immediately when I was at the event. I said, "Yo, buy that key. We're hopping in so that way we can all find each other." Um, now he has the key, so now we can definitely team up and everything. So it, it adds more fun to it. And I think being able to turn off and turn on the prox chat, turn off and turn off the friendly uh, or the uh, squad uh, chat is good too. We ran into a lot of the dead drop community. Uh, we ran into ICU, we ran into Siege, we ran into Helmet Fire, uh, Mayor, and all of them. And I like being able to have that option where it's my, it's my team or it's Mike's team or whoever's team it is, we're going in. We just ripped you apart. We're able to talk stuff. And now it's like, yo, you know who we are. You see our name. You know who the squad is. Or, you know, it gives us a chance to meet other people in the community to be able to play. But day one games, I think we had like three wins, um, a lot of extractions. Uh, but, man, if you're listening to this, Spicy Dingle, still my mortal enemy in Dead Drop. Spicy Dingle, man. I don't understand that guy whatsoever. I don't get him. Ah, I just had to get that off my chest. But, um, <clears throat> Mike, what do you think, man? Day one games, was that like Christmas morning getting Call of Duty or, you know, whatever game? I kind of went in like a little, like not like uh, maybe apprehensive is the right word. Like just kind of like letting it be itself. Like I wasn't right. expecting it to be anything other than itself. Um, I had a lot of fun in Snapshot 5 and Cold Storage. I, um, finding out that Cold Storage was still in the game. Um, and just now there was this new revolving level, Proving Grounds 2. Pretty cool. I liked it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, day one games, I mean, it's towards the tail end of what we were playing in, in, in uh, Snapshot 5, like the lobbies were getting smaller, right? The hype was kind of dying down a little bit. Most of the uh, hordes of playtesters had kind of was like, all right, I've had my fill. Um, only like the hardcore people were behind. Um, and yeah, I mean, playing in a lobby, you load in, it's like 29 people in your lobby. You're like, oh, shit. Like, you, you load in immediately. Previously, you could be like, all right, I'm going to spend like, you know, 30 seconds running around trying to find something. No, you turn a corner and there's already somebody there. You turn that corner, there's another person there. Oh, shit, there's a team. Like, it feels way more lively um, when we were playing those day one games. And I think that as as you can state and i can state since then it's been that way every every night uh, people are really really enjoying what's been going on with it um i got an obelisk like uh game one uh found out they're worth a thousand dust mike uh, is the one who told us mike like oh my like, I, I haven't seen an item that's worth more i think comic books could be worth more in some in some facets i don't think they i think they're like 500 or something but i think obelisks are worth the, the most. most we found out like floppy disks are like 50 so i think obelisks are the most um if you catch your gun out it can be over a thousand i think yeah uh but now nah, i think you know you're so right yeah i'm just kind of waiting for something good to be in the store or have something kitted enough to sell it so that i can tag and that way i'm not going to lose my i love that you can tag an item now like that sounds so me good too. to me like you don't have to worry bringing in your best stuff if you're willing to have the money to tag it so that's pretty awesome right, right. so we're gonna it's Day one games were amazing, guys. Shout out to you guys who were out there. We played with uh, the friendly the friendly games we got to play with. Um, I immediately keep running into Siege OC. I, I've been talking smack on Twitter. I'm like, man, the amount of times we run into this guy are like, Siege, I got you. Or, I see you. I got you. Um, the community is hilarious for that. Definitely being on Twitter and being able to clip some clips and uh, you know talk to people about it. But 
Snapshot seven prediction, guys. We wanna we wanna talk about some predictions we have. I think Snapshot Seven is going to be bigger than Snapshot Six, uh, only for the simple fact that they have been teasing that we're getting cars in Snapshot Seven, and I don't even know. I have no idea what like how you incorporate cars into a extraction shooter, uh, let alone Dead Drop. Like they're saying, you know, we got a race to get to the tower. Like, what is that going to mean? Maybe you know, you could race, you pick up stuff. I, I have no idea. I literally, I like. The ideas are endless, so that gets me excited because I don't know what's going to happen. Um, if we're on track, what are we in July? So July, August, September, October. Maybe snapshot seven will be October or December. Maybe they'll push it back and say we're going to do it around Christmas time, which I think wouldn't be bad. That's a couple months for them to keep getting some more stuff in. But we got a leak about that in the uh, Midnight Society uh, guide. So I think we're going to get cars. Uh, I've always loved Need for Speed, so two things that you're combining is, you know, like cars and shooting. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I think maybe it'll be like, you know, if you're extracting, because they've been talking about wingsuits, maybe you can get to a garage quickly. You get in your car, you get out. Maybe you're out running uh, the, the freeze or you're out running, you know, fire. Uh, maybe there'll be barriers in the way. Maybe there'll be certain things in the way where you have to do that. Um, I haven't seen anybody from like a high-end driving gaming aspect be hired into midnight society i might be wrong but who knows uh you know if they could get somebody from midnight club or need for speed who knows um but my prediction is that that's my biggest prediction so yeah. mike what do, you, what do you think snapshot seven if you had to call it out if you're in the stands and you're like man this is what it's going to be i'm telling you all right now what do you think okay um and if we might get some of this early before that but i think by snapshot seven we will have at least one more vendor. I think okay. that vendor is going to be a bounty giver and you can okay. earn, you know, dust or maybe he'll be like, you know, get, you know, seven, head, 10 headshots with the sniper and I'll give you a kitted sniper or something. Or maybe they'll give out items, um, things like that. So I for sure think there's going to be another vendor. Um, I think that they will inevitably create a matchmaking mode where... If you want to queue in as a duo or a trio, um, it'll match you with a random. Um, I do like that, that there's still going to be an option that there's that you can load in solo if you want to. I also think that Proving Ground is going to get a new name. I don't. We're going to get it. We're, it'll we'll know what sector it is specifically. Um, and I think you're right. Based on the the art, is very like orange and red. I think it's fire that is coming to this one. I mean, we just had ice in sector three, so why not do fire? Uh, it makes sense. Um, I I think that they might. I'm not sure if they're going to give us a new extraction point, like a like an elevator. I I I haven't seen, like you said, I haven't seen anything. But like, but then again, when you played this version of like before snaps uh, snapshot five. When it was still super polygonal at sector three, there wasn't a there wasn't an elevator there either, right? It was just an open space in the middle. Um, I'm trying. I'm thinking back. So I, I remember watching you was, stream it, and I don't recall there being any ta like elevator in the center of that top space. It was this. It was relatively the same like it is now, but there was a point where you could tell like you were you had you needed to go up. Hmm. Like there was high 
points where it was like, all right, an elevator could go here, elevator could go there. Um, with this, it seems very like there's up and down in the in this new one, but the biggest thing that's being noticed is that antenna. So I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's like you you call in a, a helicopter, or um, like we said before, you get out with a car. Maybe there's a garage. Like since there's apartments, I have no idea. But who knows? I, I think you're right, though. I don't think it would be an elevator. Maybe it'll be like some other thing you call in. I right. Know. I think it could be something else. Um, I don't think I've been to the basement of this map, um, or at least rec- have recognized the space as being the lowest you can go. Um, I definitely have been up to the antenna, so I've been all the way up to the top. Um, and of course, uh, currently you can only escape through like a uh, escape hatch doors. Uh, I wouldn't like. I think that's like a completely okay way to to escape the map, but like. Um, cold storage has the zip line, the helicopter, the elevator, and it has those doors uh, to go through. So that's four different ways to extract from that map. Um, and unlike this map in Proving Grounds, the doors are, are available whenever you want them. You don't have to wait for an end sequence to trigger. So I, yeah, I think we're going to get fire. Um, and they might, maybe they might replace where that antenna is and put something there. Maybe they'll put an elevator there. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a. I, th- I could, I could see it being a smaller elevator. Maybe like it would all like because the one on sector three is huge. It's massive for only one person or a couple people to get out on it. It seems like a waste of space in a, in a way. So like, I think that they're gonna make it a much smaller elevator um, that would fit max like a, a three person team really. Um, I don't know. Those are just a few of, uh, of some predictions that come to mind. I I have a hard time believing we're we're gonna get a need for speed. Like uh, I, don't I don't know, man. Driving games take such a different level of physics to like make them function properly that this game I just don't think it has. Like I just it's just I don't know. I think if if we get if we get cars, it'll feel like GTA. Um, like I don't think it'll be as smooth be as Grand Theft Auto, but I think yeah, right. I think it'll be the closest it could be would be like a GTA driving experience. Um, but that's my predictions for Snapshot Seven. We'll see what happens. We got several months that are down the line before that comes out. Right. Well, guys, that's what we got, man. That was our topics. Yeah. That's what we got. Uh, let's hit them with the recap real quick. So, of course. Uh, we talked about our just general experience on uh, diving in on this game, what we were expecting. Um, we dove into the live stream that was literally everywhere, whether you watched it directly through Mid- Midnight Society's YouTube channel uh, or you watched Doc give some commentary. Um, David absolutely came out of left field. I knew he was working on something, but I didn't know to what degree. Uh, came out with this amazing short film, building out some lore for the Cortex and the Cleaners. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please go over to uh, uh, King Graves Gaming on YouTube and check out um, the Midnight Protocol video. Um, and shout out to William Morris for producing these just absolutely incredible uh, tapes uh, that has been able to be used free of uh, copyrights for the community, which uh, David used in the video. Uh, there's going to be a creator mode coming to Dead Drop. It's going to let you 
build your own skins, probably build your own play maps or, or you know, objectives. Maybe there's going to be like a zombie game or, or something. I don't know. Um, there could be anything under the sun that's going to be possible now that there's going to be a creator mode in this game. I think we're going to get a lot of cool stuff. I know David's interested in making some skins. Uh, how cool would it be if, if someone's like, yo, I got a King Graves skin. On my, you know, I, I picked one up. He, you know, he dropped it or whatever. I think that'd be super cool. Um, we got a brand new sector coming in called Proving Grounds 2. Uh, it is in a revolving sector rotation with the Sector 3 cold storage. Uh, we like it. It seems good. It's got good close range, good distance. It's obviously not fully rendered out just yet, but it, it feels like it, it feels good. It feels like it's going to have a home here uh, in the tower. Absolutely. Uh, they obviously changed some of the game menus. Uh, the uh, the garage is you know different. You're the, you have multiple tabs now. Uh, there's a vendor that you can sell your items to. Are we going to get Space Bob? We aren't too sure, but the community is asking for him left and right. I saw I saw someone tweet about him earlier today. Uh, they made some few gun changes. Uh, they changed some skins specifically. Uh, I was mentioning the uh, range shotgun got a brand new skin entirely, completely rendered differently. We went through a whole ranking system. Uh, if you forgot what we said, just 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 dial back a couple minutes and you can listen to that if you want to. But we uh, but we ultimately uh, had our favorites, of course. We both agreed that the DMR kit is absolutely lethal. Um, and the uh, LMG and the SMG are just some of the best mid-range guns that you can come across. Um, there's some new tech in the game we talked about. Uh, we talked about what it's like to play a day one game right at launch. Uh, we gave some predictions about what maybe Snapshot 7 is going to be. It's so far out now, but we kind of see uh, some of the writing on the wall that we that we just really hoping is going to show up and, and be there um, because of some of the things that have come leaked out. Uh, but, you know, that's that's kind of where we're at today on the show. Um, you know, D David, let the good people know what we would love them to do. Man, we've said it before, but listen, Dead Drop community, you know, you guys have supported me so far. We're, we're reaching out to y'all to help support us. Um, we would love for this podcast to like blow up and who knows, maybe this become our full time job. We would love to cover everything Dead Drop, everything Midnight Society, everything gaming for you guys. So who knows? Help us out. But if you enjoyed this episode, guys, please be sure to leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Apple, Spotify, whatever it is. I know it's going to take two seconds. Hit us with that five star. Write us something nice. Let us know what you like and consider sharing it with a friend. It definitely helps us out and it helps the podcast reach new listeners. Absolutely. And of course, you can find us over on the Instagram at humblethreads.network. Uh, we are on YouTube as well. And and as David mentioned, we are on just about every single podcast platform you might want to use. Um, hey, and if you're listening to listening to us somewhere that you know isn't uh, Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify or here, uh, you know, through uh, the direct links and things like that, let us know. We want to know. Like, are you on Pandora? Or like, wh where do you find us? Uh, we'd love to find that out. Um, but anyway, gang, it's been a lot of fun. We are definitely dropping in uh, to some dead drop uh, shortly after this recording. Uh, we hope to see you in the tower, whether it's the Proving Grounds two or in Sector three. Uh, you know, we'll just give we'll give our tags again uh, now so that you know us when you see us. I am Claw Seven Striker. I am King Graves in the tower, but I am three units six. So you'll, if you see King Graves sniped you, you best believe it's your boy. Let's do it. And as always, gang, thank you for being here. Stay humble. <laughs>